going to join him. That's what we were going to do when France's owner and his rebels declared war on the copper mine and the company, which in some way that I didn't understand at the time brought the redskinned soldiers from Port Moresby to our island. There was no newspaper or radio to guide our thoughts. We relied on word of mouth. The redskins were going to choke the island and the rebels into submission. That's what we heard. Good luck to them, said my mum. That's how much we cared. Everyone was surprised that Popeye didn't leave when he had the chance. Even though Mrs Watts was a local, he could have taken her. The other whites did. They took their wives and girlfriends. These were company men, of course. No one knew what Popeye did. He did no work as far as we could tell. He was invisible for most of the time. Sometimes you saw Mr Watts at one end of the beach or caught a glimpse of his back and then you wondered where he had been and what he had been doing. And there were those strange processions. At the end of the row, Mr Watts towed his wife across the lumpy grass and passed the pig pens to the bush line. We sat in the trees waiting for them to pass beneath our dangling feet. Mr Watts was more of a mystery because he'd come out of a world we didn't really know. My mum said his tribe had forgotten him. They wouldn't have left behind a company man. I did not realise what a big impact the school had on my life until it closed. We still woke when the roosters did, but now we lay there, listening to the dogs open their jaws and growl in their sleep. We also listened out for the mosquito, which we feared more than the redskins or the rebels. It was three days before my 14th birthday when the Redskins came into our village for the first time. Four weeks later, the rebels arrived. But in the time leading up to those calamitous events, Popeye and his wife, Grace, came back into our lives. Get up, Matilda! My mum yelled one morning. You've got school today! She must have enjoyed that moment. I could tell it cheered her up just to say it, as if we had slipped back into a comfortable old routine. But we have no teachers, I said. And with a glimmer of a smile, my mum said, You do now. Popeye is going to teach you kids. Bourganville is one of the most fertile places on earth. Drop a seed in the soil and three months later it is a plant with shiny green leaves. Another three months and you are picking its fruit. This is why it was easy to forget that there had ever been a school. Creepers had smothered two trees in purple and red flowers as if to soften the blow and by that way crept onto the school roof. They had climbed in the windows and found a way across the ceiling. Another six months and our school would have disappeared from view. Popeye was waiting for us inside. He stood at the front of the class, his eyes glancing away from our inspection. Everyone looked to see if he was wearing his red clown's nose. He wasn't. He looked at our faces, taking each of us in, though careful not to linger. I want this to be a place of light, he said, no matter what happens. We must clear the space and make it ready for learning. Make it new again. We looked around at each other and nodded. Someone thought to say, yes, Mr Watts, and we all followed suit. Yes, Mr Watts. I know some of you call me Popeye. That's okay too. I like Popeye. And for the first time in all the years I'd seen him dragging Mrs Popeye behind in that trolley, he smiled. After that I never called him Popeye again.
We set to work. We dragged the flowering vine down off the roof, which was easy enough. We hauled it away from the building to a clearing where we burnt it in a thick white smoke. Later in the day, the sun dropped and exposed the cobwebs. We leapt at those with our hands. We were enjoying our first day back at school. Now we returned to our desks to wait for Mr Watts to dismiss us and send us home. He spoke in that same quiet voice that had come as such a surprise at the start of the day. I want you to understand something. I am no teacher, but I will do my best. I will be honest with you. I have no wisdom, none at all. The truest thing I can tell you is that whatever we have between us is all we've got. Oh, and of course, Mr Dickens. Who was Mr Dickens? And why, in a village pop...